it. Okay, welcome everyone to the monthly Department of Peacebuilding campaign call, third Wednesdays. And let's start with having check-ins. Who would like to start? I'm going to call on people to keep things moving quickly. Uh, Nancy, how about you? And Charlie, if you're in the room, we'll go to you next. So get ready. Okay. Um, I'm doing well. I already gave my weather report. So <laughs> I'm doing well. Okay. And Nancy is from California. Um, I'll just say Karen Johnson from Chicagoland, Lockport, Illinois. And all is well. We had a little warm streak this, this week, and I'm just excited about little bitty shifts for the campaign and what that might mean for 2022 and beyond. So peace is in the air. Charlie, would you like to say hello? Sure. Hello, I'm Charlie. I'm in Amherst, New York, looking for ways to try to be an angel like all of you. Hmm. <laughs> ah. Kathleen. Uh, I'm Kathleen. I'm from Florida currently. I spend uh, three months a year in Nebraska. And I am um, very, uh, very um, hopeful because of your optimism. Peace in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kathy, I'm just, I'm not going by order of getting on. It's just the order that you appear on my screen, however that happens. So Kathy Kidd from Houston, Texas. And let's see, how do I feel right now? Uh, I guess I'm happy. Yeah. It's my check-in. <laughs> okay. Fernando, can you unmute yourself? Thank you for reminding me that. <laughs> um, I'm Fernando, I'm here in Georgia, and I'm going to brag about 70 degrees weather, <laughs> but now I go to the 40s, so, but enjoying what I got. So, uh, I'm very happy, optimistic, things are coming along with the organization and exploring to new other venues to promote peace, and I'll be starting a podcast in, in January with the organization that I founded here in Georgia. And we're gonna be interviewing the local government and international members of the community of peace building. Great, great. Deanne. Hi everybody, uh, Deanne Tate um, from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, and I'm feeling good today. I'm 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 a little sad. I I, I just uh, just heard about the passing of Bell Hooks, who um, is a feminist and social activist author, um, and uh, so Ooh. I'm sad to hear that she has passed at the age of 69. But um, other than that, um, I'm doing all right. Glad mm. to be here. Okay, Jenna. Hi. Oh, are you calling on me? Uh, not yet. I'll let Jenna? you know, Beth. Oh, Jenna. Yeah. You say Jenna? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hi. My name is Jenna, and I'm feeling optimistic, joyful, and happy. Um, happy to be here. Optimistic for what we can do, and just being together. Um, and joyful, joyful for the holidays. Great. Beth, why don't we hear from you now? 
Oh, okay. Um, I'm feeling uh, joyful that I got a lot uh, uh, done uh, um, today uh, with the help of a friend uh, to um, on on the internet as far as um, as as far as getting in touch with two more lenders that are in touch with uh, the with with a neighborhood um, uh, land trust uh, that of which I'm uh, looking at getting a house through. And so, you know, we started about uh, two uh, days ago with one. And then, you know, we were in the middle of that and got that one done. And then we got the other one done. So, you know, we're expecting to hear from them in a few days. And, you know, and we got in touch with uh, uh, w- with the realtor that I have. So I'm feeling real good about that. Oh, great. Good luck with that. Hope it all works out. Oh, Hi, I'm thanks. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But when you're finished. Oh, no, that's fine. No, you go ahead. You can finish. You can go ahead and finish. Um. So, you know, I'm, um, you know, real uh, eager to hear what's, uh, you know, happening, you know, on, um, you know, as far as, you know, where things are at, as far as uh, what's going on in the house as far as, as far as who you know, is, uh, you know, um, voting for, uh, the department of, uh, uh, as far as who's, uh, voting for, uh, having a department of peace. And, you know, and I feel like, uh, Captured Angel, uh, which is a tune by Dan uh, Fogelberg, who grew up in in the state of of uh, Illinois, and I and I feel like the kind of Captured Angel who's who's about peace. Okay, thank you, Beth. Are you complete? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, great. Okay. I just wanted to say that um, I'm from Pennsylvania, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm new to the call, but I'm from the state of Pennsylvania. Okay, thanks, Jenna. Okay, how about Jenna? Uh, hi, I'm happy I made it. I'm happy there's another co-sponsor. Um, in awe of your indefatigable efforts. Actually, Nancy, thank you. Okay. Uh, Geraldine? Hi, Geraldine Stapleton from Hollywood, California on Tongva Kumish land. And I might have to leave early. I'm in the middle of my own election and it's tomorrow night. So if I have to leave early. Oh. Wow. 
Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. Carolyn's running for president of the United States. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Could only wish. <laughs> yeah. Okay, DJ. Hey, hello. I'm DJ Chandler. Um, I live in Florida. I'm from California. Um, I do the truth storytelling. I do have a one minute of peace and truth that I edited from our meeting. It's not too bad, actually. Um, it's just one minute. So maybe I can show that to you tonight. I made it for you. So I'm feeling good. Thank you. In love with my kitten. Oh, okay. New kitten. Kitty. Kitten love. Uh, yeah, rescue kitten love. Mm. Nothing better. I love cats. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we've got anybody. Did I miss anyone? Okay, I didn't think so. All right, so our, our tradition is before we move on to our agenda is to, to have a, a centering or connection exercise. Uh, would anybody like to do that tonight? All right, I can do that if no one else is burning to do it. Okay, so it's just about a minute or so. So just get comfortable in our seats. Take three long, deep breaths in and slow breaths out. You can close your eyes if you like or keep them open wherever, however you're more comfortable. Breathing in through your belly up into your heart space. Feel the love and joy from this group. From all the people around the planet working for peace and maybe even other planets, we don't know. <laughs> Spring to mind what brings joy into your life and feel that into your heart space. Leave behind whatever has been on your mind today or this month or this year. Get focused into this space. Spend an hour on peace building. Imagine all the people on the calls forming kind of a, a circle around the country from both coasts, north and south, and a few places in between. including all the people around us. Expanding our heart space and being open to peace. Maybe someday we'll just stay in connection for the whole call. <laughs> <laughs> but we carry that connection into the business. Um, so I think Nancy has got uh, at least one burning announcement and uh, <laughs> some other updates. So take, take it, Nancy. Okay. Well, I think a lot of you already know we have a new um, 
co-sponsor, Department of Peace Building, Sarah Jacobs uh, from um, Southern California. And um, that brings to 25, our number of co-sponsors. So 25 and counting. So <laughs> anyway, I, I wanna thank all of you because this has been, um, this is typical of all the, all the co-sponsors we've gotten. Everyone has been a different story but also a story of collaboration and working together. And um, this one started actually as soon as uh, she was elected to Congress um, in, in January, but then we had um, uh, an advocacy day meeting with her to follow up on some of our emails and, um, and uh, phone calls to that office. Uh, that was followed up with more, more emails and more phone calls. And then just recently um, as part of Holidays for Peace, uh, quite a number of people on this call and others uh, made calls to her. And so uh, I, got a, I got an email from them the day before yesterday that she was gonna sign on. And um, lo and behold, the fastest record ever of getting officially on to the, to the official list. So she's on. And like I say, it's because we're all working together and I really appreciate it. And um, that ties in with my pitch for Holidays for Peace. Um, you saw, I think, at the, on the announcements for this call, and in some other e-blasts, uh, the list of people were asking folks to keep calling while, while Congress is still in session before they go out for the holidays. And I know folks have been doing that. I think Charlie went, went ballistic today and yesterday and called all of those and more. And I know others have been calling. I know DJ, I know uh, probably most people on the call. So, um, that's what it takes, lots of persistence. And um, so I urge you to keep doing that. And um, I think Diane, Diane just put up the list on the, on the chat. So uh, in case you haven't gotten it in any other way, give them a call. I got a really good response for, from Ayanna Presley's office and from Jamie Raskin's office in particular. So if any of you follow up with them again, maybe that'll just keep reinforcing the message. But um, yeah, we hope to go out, hope to get maybe a few more co-sponsors before the end of the year. And of course, we'll carry this forward um, as we begin our season for nonviolence um, advocacy next, you know, next month, actually. So um, what else can I tell you? I think that's, that's mainly a just big gratitude to all of you for Nancy, for how many co-sponsors do we need? Um, we need as many as it takes, but Barbara Lee has asked us to try to get um, somewhere around 200, which we have never done in the past. But uh, when Karen gives a little bit of a, a update on our strategy for the coming year, that's it's based on that, trying to get trying to get substantially more co-sponsors and substantially more uh, constituents from the Denver different members of Congress we're, we're focusing on. So um, you said Pennsylvania, right? You're from Pennsylvania? Yes, that's right. 
So I just might point out on this list on the screen, um, <laughs> there's two folks from Pennsylvania, Dwight Evans and Susan Wild. I um, saw that. So if you say I'm from Pennsylvania, I'd really like you to sign on again. That would be, you know, that's sort of an extra brownie points if you're if you're from their state or a, a constituent. So yes, I definitely would want to call and ask them to co-sponsor again. Yeah. Yeah, please, please do. And soon, soon, you know, we'd like, they seem to be in a little bit of a generous mood, mood right now, because it's holidays for peace. So <laughs> it seems like a, a pretty good time to do that. So back to you, yeah. Karen. Okay. So we're, we're actually doing pretty good on time. I'm going to just talk about the strategy group that formed in the last couple of months. And we're meeting tomorrow night. If anybody isn't in that group and would like to be, you can um, put your email in the chat just to me or to everyone, whatever you're more comfortable with, and I can get you on that list. But we've formed to, as Nancy said, uh, do our best to, to get 200 co-sponsors on as soon as possible. And whether that's in 2022 or 2023 or shortly thereafter, uh, uh, we're just, again, just trying to grow our grassroots campaign so we have more constituents calling because that's what gets people on. Um, and, uh, you know, we have some representatives that have been on since the beginning of the bill in 2001. And, and others, uh, you know, that are newer members of Congress that have been on since they've been members. And, and, uh, and then we've got the ones that change from year to year. <laughs> so sometimes we just have to get the reminder to them so that they get back on. And, and uh, sometimes it's taken years and then they get back on. Um, so we're, we're always looking for um, getting new sponsors. Nancy's been working on getting a list pulled together from some of the caucuses and and bill co-sponsors uh, that are um, closely aligned with what the Department of Peace um, is. And uh, so we'll be at some point in the first quarter of 2022 kind of assigning those uh, representatives out so that people contact them. Um, Obviously, like uh, Nancy just said, if you're the closer you are to their uh, district, and certainly if you're in your district, that makes a big difference. Um, and early on in the campaign, uh, in some of our grassroots trainings, we're told if, if somebody gets 25 calls on a certain piece of legislation or an issue, it goes directly to the congressperson's attention. So that's certainly a goal, 25 or more people calling or contacting a representative around one of our organized uh, coordinated uh, initiatives. Uh, so that's what we're doing. So getting that list together, getting people onto committees and uh, reaching out and getting more people involved in the campaign of both from people who have been involved in the past and reaching out to new people. So that's what the strategy group in essence is about. So trying to accelerate the number of co-sponsors. So our discussion topic for tonight is what might we call that to, to garner attention from those who have either been involved in the past and have been sitting out of late or from people who are hearing about the campaign for the first time? What, 
would give them a sense of urgency or uh, relevance to get involved now. And uh, um, anything else about the strategy committee before we move on to that brainstorming discussion? Anything else anybody wants to bring up before we move into that? Is this strategy call for the upcoming 2022-2023? Yes, it's like a strategic planning um, to some extent. So gathering people in the grassroots because we're, we're actually a relatively small um, committee for the Department of Peace campaign, grassroots committee. And the Peace Alliance, although a lot of people have the, uh, the feel of a big mighty organization, it's run by relatively few people. <laughs> so we need help. <laughs> and so recruiting people who are willing to serve in some type of leadership role locally and then those who are just willing to take action um you know and we'll provide training and resources etc to support people anything else questions or something i left out kathleen yes i was just wondering if i could ask nancy when you when you first contact uh representatives what objections do they seem to have or what questions do they seem to have regarding the Department of Peace Building? Um, well, if you call them, generally you don't get through. Generally you're leaving a message with whoever the receptionist is, or maybe they'll, con maybe they'll connect you with somebody who's on the staff. And on rare occasion, maybe even the legislative director, sometimes those guys actually answer the phone. And um, usually I just give a general kind of, you know, thank you for sponsoring in the past and uh, then just kind of a general wrap. And um, so usually you don't talk too much then, but you say, uh, you know, I'll follow up with an email or any questions that you might have. Uh, when we actually schedule meetings with them, um, some of the typical things are, oh, it'll cost too much money. Oh, we don't need a whole new department. Um, Oh, the Department of State already does that, which is, you know, they don't do domestic peace building. Oh, stuff. yeah. Um, those are the main objections. What else can you guys think of that are, are those are kind of, yeah, Fernando, what else do they usually say? Yes, uh, every time we talk to them, one of the things they come up with the jurisdiction. They always talk about jurisdiction, about between the department, the Department of Defense, the Department of Justice, or so on, uh, or Secretary of State. And, and then they cost too much, it's too much, too expensive. So having a war is more expensive than, than have creating a Department of Peace. And also uh, the other things that they say jurisdiction, and I always bring up the fact that uh, during the President Bush, the Department of Homeland Security was created in less than a year by Thomas Rich. And in that department, uh, what they did interconnect with everyone and the fact the President uh, appointed Thomas Rich with the Department of Homeland Security, we will be having literally the Department of Peace will be interconnected with all those departments and receiving advice for peace, you know, as a 
using all the resources. And ba basically we wanted to have that department with member of professional peace builders or peacemaking rather than people from the intelligence department, from the uh, military academy or things like that. So that's what I always bring up and, and literally, I get very passionate about it. So I kind of let them know that, that why it's so important to have the Department of Peace Building. Kathleen, it's also perfectly uh, good if you say, if they ask you something you don't know to say, I'll get back to you on that. They understand that we're not professional folks, but, and then you can ask one of us, you can go, our website, um, on the Peace Alliance website, there's a, a link for Department of Peace Building page, and we have an incredible number of resources, including what to say when you call Congress, or frequently uh -huh. asked questions that deals with the whole idea of Department of State and Department of Defense and all kinds of other stuff, or any, any of us would be more than happy to um, answer any questions you have. Well, I, I know that I'm not. I, I'm sorry, Beth. Hang on, just one sec. I just wanted to offer okay. that I, I put a link in the chat to folks um, in the email, the reminder email that went out. Uh, there was a button that said what you can say or what to say when you call. Um, the link that I just put in the chat is to that PDF. So um, so if that's helpful to you, um, you can you can click on that to open the PDF and and have those resources when you call. Sorry, Beth, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, even though I'm not from California, um, what is going on lately with Barbara Lee? I thought that that she was for it. Barbara Lee is the sponsor of the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's yeah. still in there for it. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Oh, good. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of good. Uh, there's a lot of members of Congress who are are on the bill, have been on it in the past, or are on uh, you know committees or caucuses that seem like they would be in sync in synchronicity with what we're doing so um i think we definitely have a good chance of building more support okay yeah and then i'm in betty mccollum's district and uh and 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 i could call her office here in minnesota i don't know where she's been on it She's been real good on a lot of issues I care about. So Beth, she's been a co-sponsor in the past, and we've we we visited her office in D.C. and we're continuing to hope she'll sign on again. So definitely call her. Okay. Yeah, we've had good meetings, and but then it hasn't resulted in her getting back on the bill yet. So. Okay. Oh, sorry. Do we have any support from military analysts, military advisors that we could probably get them more on board with us for them to support us? Because one of the main objections is that, you know, the Department of Peace Building and nonviolence is against what the military is doing to protect our country. 
which is totally irrelevant, it's totally false, is actually making our country more secure in you know, our national borders and of course across the world and we'll be protecting our military. So would we have any support or do we currently have any support from military heads of uh, staff or advisors or maybe an academy like West Point? Um, so that's a great point. And hey, DJ, that would be great to have an interview or a testimonial, a video testimonial from some military folks. Um, so really? you, you might I, ever probably a lot of folks have heard this infamous story. But when we were in um, Washington, D.C. a number of years ago, uh, advocating mm -hmm. for Department of Peace Building Bill, um, two or three of our peace building folks um, happened to get in the same elevator with three or four highly decorated um, military people. And everybody just kind of looked at each other and it got very silent. And uh, <laughs> so finally, so um, I think somebody from the peace people asked what they were here, you know, what they were in Washington for. And uh, and then and then uh, the opposite happened. What are you here for? And they were like, oh, do we tell these guys or not? And uh, they said, well, we're here to to try to get a Department of Peace building. And it got very quiet again. And then one of the uh. colonels or quadruple generals or whatever <laughs> turned to our group and said, hurry. Hurry. So. There's more of that than we think, especially from the higher ranking military folks. Yeah, there was one general that made a public statement about the importance of soft power. Um, oh, that was Robert Gates. He was the Secretary of Defense, yeah. Yeah. Is he still alive? I think so, but I'm not sure. Yeah. That would be interesting to reach out to him. Yeah, definitely. And it, certainly, the organization Veterans for Peace had, was a early. Oh yes. And uh, we've had people at our conferences and so forth. Uh, so what about possibility to solicit? Go ahead. No, I'm no. thinking of writing a uh, letter to the local chapter of Vets for Peace and. And using your number, Karen, to let them know what, you know, their, uh, um, y y you know, what, you know, what's being done as far as, uh, you know, the Department of Peace and what, um, and, and the work that we're doing to get, um, support from, uh, Congress, you know, like that we're working on getting 200 people from within Congress to support it. Yeah, yeah, refer anybody, anybody and everybody you... And so I, uh, you know, finally I have an, an envelope with the local Twin Cities chapter with it and I'll see, you know, what happens. Yes, they, I think they, the Twin Cities Veterans for Peace is already an endorser and also veterans. They are. 
Yeah, and veterans, veterans for Peace in general, the bigger organization, are part of our organization endorsers. And um, so I this didn't is know a good that. plug that we have on the website: organization endorsers, and that. Yeah, I'm a life the, member of Vets for Peace, and yeah. you don't have to be a veteran. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you for for that work too. And mm -hmm. any of you who are part of organizations that might endorse, we welcome any endorsements. Okay. I'm just thinking like getting the Naval Academy as a possible endorser would be great. Sure. It would be. Do you know somebody there? No, I do not. Yeah. Deborah, is that you who joined us? Yeah, it's me. Hi, welcome to the oh, meeting. Oh, hi. Hi, thanks. We're just uh, doing some questions before we move into the discussion about what do we call our initiative in 2022 and beyond. Is there anything <laughs> else anybody wants to address before we move into that discussion? Yeah, I have a question. Okay. Have we gone? Have y'all gone through Department of Peace building um, details and holidays for peace and all that? We discussed holidays for peace and the action. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's already been there. Okay. Deborah, you might have missed, but we have a brand new endorser, uh, Congresswoman uh, Sarah Jacobs from Southern California. Gosh, I've never even heard of her. Is she a freshman? I never have either. Yes, yeah, she replaced uh, Susan Davis, who was a long time co-sponsor of DLP. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Okay. Hey. Okay. So, Nancy, did you get more than one uh, response from people who couldn't be here? Or did you just get the one response with some ideas? Uh, that that's all that I know of. Okay. From from David, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, does anybody here have any thoughts about how we name or describe the initiative to draw people to advocate for a Department of Peace Building? Well, you have to have vision first, like. I don't know, the vision of the strategy. So it depends on what your, like what your strategy is, but also you need to have a vision of how to go about that so that we can connect at a, a more collaborative level and that we communicate together so that we're, you know, we feel like we have that support. I, I'm new to, I'm getting back into this, so, you know, you have to excuse any kind of um, unknowingness about what we are currently doing regarding communication and collaboration. But I know communication and collaboration is something that, like, when you're trying to accomplish a big goal, it goes far, it goes very, you know, it goes, it can bring you far into your efforts. So, those are just two things to keep in mind as like 
two tools or two areas of um, assets that we can have. I really like what you said, Jenna. I really like it a lot. And I think it's right in tune with where we are. Um, I do have that one minute little video um, from, from our previous meeting and through storytelling. And so I think the topic was, um, how does truth fit in with peace and justice and what kind of message or slogan can we have? Uh, Nancy and um, Karen, you're in the video. Um, uh, Jana, you were there and you said something great, but for some reason there was some background noise and so it, it couldn't be edited in and I apologize to you, Jana. Um, so is it okay? Yeah, I just made you a co-host yeah. in case that was needed. Yeah, I'm not sure it was, um, but let me, um, I'm going to share my screen and forgive me here. My Wi-Fi is very shaky, but we'll do the best we can. Okay. And I'm just doing it right in the, um, right in the editing and um, it's not really edited very well. diverse backgrounds and upbringing. We're still searching for the real truth and understanding, but with peace and understanding with love. That's it. So what did you guys think of that? Thank you, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very short, but I, I think there was something, um, maybe we can extract something, maybe, uh, for... Yeah. What we're looking for, Karen, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't hear the beginning that well. Um, but yeah, I have the notes from my group, subgroup on that call as mm -hmm. well. And I, and I think the, uh, the chat um, where people mm -hmm. uh, wrote in what they had said. Yeah, somebody yeah, had, somebody, yeah, somebody didn't mute themselves here. It was in this group that somebody had background noise. It wasn't wasn't the video, so I, I can save the video and and you can see it later. I mean, the sound is good on the video. There was some sound coming up in here, kind of interfering. Yeah, yeah. and I, I muted some yeah. stream, but not at the beginning. But it was more just kind of like a little ticking sound or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought the video was really good, uh, DJ. I thought. It spoke about our need as more as about humanity and what we're here together for and how truth, you know, is brings purpose to that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that truth 
is important to the peace movement, to peace building, that truth informs it, perhaps, and that justice is also in there. So there's peace, justice, and truth. And it's sort of, you know, everybody, everybody may see it differently, um, but everybody in the world can relate to these ideas, right, of truth and peace and justice. And what comes first might be different for each person. So, you know, how do we, how do we tap into that connectivity that, that, that Nancy was speaking about? You know, how do, we, how do we connect with that part inside of everyone with maybe a slogan or a campaign or an approach? So 2022 actually gets us 200 co-sponsors. Yeah, well, I do, I do think it points to the universality of these I, cherished ideals that we hold true. And I think peace and truth are cherished ideals that we hold true. And what is true is, is almost unanimous, almost what is common, what is synonymous with our, with our own nature, with our own uh, quest for for the good, for the for the common good, for what is good. Yeah, we but we have to be so uh, careful with the truth when we talk about truth because truth truth is subjective to the person who has who believe it has it. So uh, it's better to use words such as accountability, justice, reconciliation, healing, rather than truth because if you talk to a an extremist in the Republican Party or an extremist in the Democrat Party, Democratic Party, each of them believe to be holders of the truth. So I believe is uh, I have a slogan put in my on my Facebook for for a while now. It's peace building is acknowledgement, acceptance, accountability, justice, reconciliation, and healing. Uh, uh, we had to use words that bring people together and build from commonality that we have as a society or community rather than the truth will come out as we speak, as we communicate and we solve a conflict. Uh, and the truth will show itself based on the commonality that we have as, as the group of people that we have conflict with. So we will find uh, a common ground as we speak and communicate, and that's, that's again, that's my truth. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you both. Um, some people are dropping some ideas in the chat room as we're speaking. Oh. Um, Nancy's dropped some things from David Hazen he had another commitment tonight, but he, he was intrigued by um, the subject and, and sent a couple of ideas our way. There's also a, a group called Listen First. It's about, it's really close to what the empathy circles do, um, their work. And they basically are about bringing people on both sides of the divide in our political conversations and even in like social groups, um, people who have differences, but they're about listening with your mind and your heart 
and trying to bring empathy and perspective, um, being an active listener. So they're promoting active listening, they're promoting empathy, they're promoting perspective. And I think like what the Department of Peacebuilding um, tries to promote in terms of empathy circles and um, empathy and active listening, I think that's really skills that are that are much needed that we can also say that are assets to more um, evolved uh, democracies, more, more um, even smarter, I guess, if you want to go down that route. But even like thinking maybe perhaps it could be a smarter way to do things, even though I wouldn't necessarily myself say that it would be um, necessarily smart to use empathy, but it's more evolved as, as a democracy. Yeah, you know, when I hear you say that, it brings to mind the, I think it was um, our famous poet that said something about uh, when you know better, you do better. So kind of along that line, we know better now, let's do better together. I really liked um, something that came out of the true storytelling meeting um, and it was very short and it was very powerful and I've been kind of playing with it in my mind and adding something about peace. And so it was Maggie who came up with it and it is truth changes, which I know that Fernando will like. And I really love it because she was talking about all the lies that were taught in school or all the lies we've been told in the past or all the lies that people say. And so truth changes. And then I was thinking, well, maybe peace matters. Truth changes, dot, 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 peace matters. And, you know, I do think that truth is very subjective. Of course, I agree with you, Fernando. Um, I'm an anthropologist and, uh, you know, I do neuropsychiatric work of the individual mind. So absolutely truth is subjective. Um, but I also think truth is primary to peace. And everybody has to be able to be in a position where they can speak their truth and not be silenced. And that once people can speak their truth, then we can go toward justice and we can go toward peace. And I believe that the Department of Peace Building would facilitate this idea of being free to speak your truth and not be in fear of being harmed or shunned or stigmatized or ostracized or exploited or fired um, or stalked or hurt in some way just because you speak your truth. And we're a long, long way from that in today's society. So I'm thinking the Department of Peace Building would bring that forward. Yeah. I can hear that, DJ. I think with, we saw in South Africa, the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, and that was the truth was used to promote the healing of the trauma that was caused by apartheid and, and the, the war between 
um, the two groups in South Africa. And, you know, I think definitely that truth telling of a personal nature can be used for healing, for, for freedom, you know, for, for being able to have that expression of freedom and having that healing, you know, towards what your truth, speaking your truth and knowing your truth. Um, and if we may even like look at it from um, not just the personal nature, you know, but also how can we do this for groups, um, moving from the individual to groups and even nations, you know, looking at it from a more broader scale, like how can we do that without getting torn away by what people are, you know, thinking, oh, this is, this is the truth or this is the truth. Well, there has to be that respect of difference. I mean, can you imagine Palestine and Israel actually talking in a diplomatic way? I mean, can we get there? And why haven't we even gotten close in what, 40 years or more? So I do think truth matters. I really think that truth does matter too. Um, because if you're a Palestinian, you have one truth. And if you're an Israeli, you have another truth. And they both matter. But that doesn't mean you can't sit in the room and be diplomatic and come to peace. And I've really never been able to understand why we can't just be diplomatic and come to some kind of agreement for peace. I've never understood it. Yeah. But, then, but then you look at domestic violence and you look at rapes and you look at child sex abuse and you look at all these things going on in not only this country, but the world. And then you understand that people, people aren't able to have those kind of healthy relationships in their families. And so that kind of goes out into the countries and into the other kinds of diplomacy. Exactly. It's really, if you look at it, it's the personal mir mirrors the political it's like what did they call the body politic it's really like we're we're community but we're not separate from one another we're all connected so whatever happens to one of us happens to all of us mm -hmm. uh, yeah. if i might i i have in my slogan i have something that right there said on the on the, on the website of the organization the Peace building is in our hand. Let's work together. That's something that I use um, on, on the website that, that we, put, uh, we put together. Uh, what we need to do is embrace others. When, with our Logan, we had to embrace others and invite them to be part of it. So I think uh, imagining peace together, like Kathleen sent out, I think it's a great idea or uh, option. Peace building is in our hands, let's work together. That, that's what I have on my slogan. And I, again, it's an inviting quote there, so. Kathleen had something, right? I do, I'm sorry? I'm not sure. Oh, I wasn't sure I was would be heard. Um, I, my issue is, is um, 
I, I can understand many of your comments, but my issue is really more basic because I believe people don't listen with regard to peace because people don't believe peace is possible. And I think that we have to, uh, we can't just assume that everybody believes peace is possible and go forward. Um, that's why my imagining peace together uh, allows us the opportunity to address the issue of peace and, and likely through storytelling because storytelling is a great, storytelling of peace events is a great way to build the idea of peace. But, um, but I think people don't, I think when you call and um, the people who answer the phone, the administrative assistants don't give the message forward, it's because they just shrug it off. Peace is a nice idea, but it's not really possible. So, um, you know, I think maybe beginning with a base that addresses that issue is important. I'll get out of it. I appreciate that a great deal. Yeah, I heard that a lot when I was state coordinator out on the road and, and when I was developing speeches with Toastmasters, someone actually said that he'd never thought, stopped to think that um, he could do something one way or another to cause or not cause world peace. And that gave him something to think about. Yeah. And I think peace is not just world peace. Um, the Department of Peace Building has intentions that are domestic. Their intentions about dealing with the violence in our society, which I think is critical. And maybe we can tap into that because everybody abhors the violence that happens in our society. And maybe, uh, maybe by narrowing a little bit to talk about that. But the imagining part really comes from Elsie Boulding, um, yeah. who said you can never move towards something you can't imagine. Exactly. And I think what, you know, it is about imagining the possibility of peace, then what we're talking about within our circles and kind of carrying that idea in our own imagination and kind of bringing, bringing it forth to our own vision and reality, you know, and talking about it, having these conversations to, you know, through our vision and through action. Yeah, I think Deborah, you've had your hand raised for a while, haven't you? We've just got about two minutes left in the call. Did you want to say something? You're muted right now. You need to take yourself off mute. Did you want to say something, Deborah, or is that hand up from before? Deanne, your hand is up. Deanne, right? Yeah, I just I just remembered that the call was being recorded. <laughs> I'm typing things away in the chat. So I wanted to just say out loud for those um, who might be listening to the recording, something that I wrote in the chat um, uh, that I, I think we have to think about peace as an action. Um, you know, it's a verb. It's a it's a thing that we choose to do every moment. It's I don't see it as much as a final destination. Um, Kathleen, this is to your point, you know, the people have a hard time understanding what peace is. Um, I, I think if we think about it as an action, as a verb, um, then it becomes a choice that we make every, every day and every move that we make, every conversation that we have. And it makes it a little, um, 
it's it's kind of that analogy of you know how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time it kind of brings it down to that one bite at a time concept instead of it being this massive um uh concept so i just wanted to say that out loud for the recording could i just say also if you, after the call if you have any other ideas just um email them uh you can email them to me nancy at, at peacealliance.org i'll make a gigantic list in the sky and uh yeah because you might think of some things after the call yeah and uh Nancy or someone who's got a quote, I just also wanted to mention in case anyone doesn't know that they can save the chat by going down at the bottoms. There's three dots that say more and at the very top it says save chat and that'll bring it to your computer so you can review anything you might not have seen while we've been speaking. And I think so. I would Hello? Really agree with you. Yes, Deborah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry for interrupting. I, yeah, I, it took me 20 times to get unmuted. Um, can I say any something? Yes, please do. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that truth is actually not subjective. Truth is objective. What people believe to be true is subjective. But that's not truth. Everybody has part of the truth. And, but truth in in a more in in the in the real way i guess is not subjective it's very objective but it's yeah, it's yeah, not can... what people think think to be true it's truth i guess you might say from a spiritual or holistic perspective it's a greater it's not you know it's not that base uh you know, uh, truth that people think is true. Uh, that's subjective, but there's a higher truth, and that's not subjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we could have a whole call just discussing truth. <laughs> and that, and yeah. the truth and reconciliation, there was a lot of discussion about what, what is truth and so forth. So thank yeah. you, Deborah. I appreciate that. All right, okay. closing quotes. Well, there's a there's a thousand in the chat, but um, <laughs> because I'm familiar with it, seems to embody some of what we're saying is uh, Thich Nhat Han pieces every step. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, everybody. Um, I'm going to end the recording now.